Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Oh, such a clutch pickup, Dave. (laughs) I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. The latest tips and equipment to improve your game. The latest from the leaderboards and your favorite courses. This is Golf in the Northwest, an action-packed hour about everything golf. Brought to you on the fan by Laurelhurst Market, more than just your family neighborhood steakhouse. Now with award-winning PGA professional Harold Bluestein, here's your host, Jason Swigard. And a fine good morning uh, to everyone. Hope uh, you are all well, getting along, surviving, God, I feel playing a lot of golf. Yeah, the the weather's been perfect for golf. Weather has been fantastic. Uh, Thursday morning, everything got a uh, dousing of much needed moisture. Yeah, that was great, wasn't it? Felt well, good. I don't know if you asked the Corn Ferry guys if they enjoyed it very much in their first round out there. Scoring was a little down early. Uh, morning round was tough. But uh, once it dried out, once they got a little sun, they went low yesterday. At least the leaders did. They found it uh, that moisture had set in, but the air wasn't quite so dense and heavy, and they were able to uh, find some more birdies out there at Pumpkin Ridge. Well, you and I are going to talk a little bit about hitting wedges out of long grass rough around the green. I have a lot of experience doing that. But those players were finding it very difficult with the rain. Uh, it, it, it's one thing to have the grass long, but to have it wet, too, was yeah. a real challenge. Uh, busy, busy week of golf, of course. Uh, the headline is the PGA Championship, TPC Harding Park in San Francisco. The course is quite a story itself, uh, but you have a great-looking leaderboard. Uh, How Tong Lee went out. He only hit four fairways, but sh- still shot a 565 That's crazy for a two-shot lead. But he's got Tommy Fleetwood, Jason Day, Daniel Berger, two-time defending Brooke, uh, champion Brooks Kepka, Justin Rose, all at six under par, ready to uh, try and hunt him down. It should be a fantastic afternoon uh, today of golf. The leaders aren't teeing off till 3 o'clock, so you got plenty of time to get your stuff done today. Yeah, I wonder what Lee's going to do this morning. You know, he was there uh, till well, yeah, uh, so 6, played, 7 o'clock last well, night. Well, he played early, but yeah. he said he and his caddy went back to wherever they were staying, got some lunch, took a nap, and then came back. But, yeah, there were some shots of him as the afternoon guys were finishing up. He was alone by himself on the driving range. What else are you going to do? True. There's He's not in much a bubble. Else. I mean, I mean yeah, sit around and eat pizza? It's not like San Francisco's, uh, you know, open for business necessarily. Correct. So, it's not. Uh, so, yeah, he's he was back out there. I would have done exactly the same thing. I would have thought... You know, what else am I going to do? I'm going to go practice. Well, that he knew he was going to play late in the afternoon right. on on Saturday anyway, so he could sleep in. So, yeah, get a nap. Go work on what you want to work on. Obviously, he was working with the driver quite a bit because he only found four fairways. So, if he can put it in the fairway, imagine what he might be able to do this weekend. Evidently, you don't have to hit the fairway. But I'll tell you what, you miss a fairway at Harding Park, depending on how deep you yep. miss it. And these guys were missing it. Absolutely sideways. 
Uh, he evidently wasn't that far off the fairway where he still had a shot into the green. No question. Uh, we'll hear from him. We'll hear from a lot of the leaders uh, following their uh, second round, some comments from them. Uh, we'll also hear uh, Brandon Wu was kind enough to uh, join Dirt and Sprague on Thursday after his first round out at the Winco Foods Portland Open presented by Kraft Heinz. Unfortunately, a tough Friday. Couldn't, uh, couldn't get low and, and make the cut line. The 24-year-old from Medford, a two-time OSAA State Boys individual and team champion mm-hmm. from his days at St. Mary's uh, School down in Medford, went on to Northwestern, but he's fourth on the points list, and he is in position to get his PGA Tour card whenever – we get around to doing that off the Corn Ferry Tour. Really nice young kid. A lot of uh, potential with him. And uh, But he talked about how the Corn Ferry bubble has worked. We've heard a lot about the PGA Tour, but we'll, we'll hear from him a little later. Uh, lots from you. You've been out there. Yeah, I was the out there in the days. bubble for two days. But uh, really, they are doing a great job out there. Checked my temperature, interviewed me going in, uh, and... Gave me a little thing for a little wrist thing to prove that I was okay. Uh, and but very sensitive. Well, there's no proof that you're okay, but uh, you were safe to part, be around. Part of, <laughs> and I'm not sure I'm safe to be around. <laughs> the uh, uh, but they are taking a lot of precautions. Yeah. Uh, the media, we were really off on our own. We couldn't go into the clubhouse at all. Anytime I got around players, masks went on. People yeah. were wearing masks, some all the time, some uh, just around people. And uh, and we'll talk to Jeff Sanders out there, uh, 8.15. We'll lob a call to him and just find out, uh, one, how it's gone. Right. Uh, you know, putting on the tournament, too. A lot about the course. So obviously, uh, it hasn't been super hot this summer the way it's been in the last couple of summers. And, they, and then they got that douse of uh, rain Wednesday night to Thursday morning to open the round. So I imagine that's going to affect quite a bit how that course is playing because it was pretty lush when they had the media day in July. And uh, and we'll talk about that, too. You mentioned in the tips. We're going to talk about when the rough is lush and thick, what you got to do to account for it and what the thought process is as you're going, figuring out your lie and what you can possibly do. Yep to try and make a score on a hole. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's not a, a fun situation. Well, you have to, yeah, you have to reassess because we're seeing some big numbers from guys at the PGA tour. If they get lost on TPC Harding, yeah. uh, we're seeing sixes and sevens and eights from guys because they couldn't, and you can't do anything with it or they're trying to make miracle shots. Well, their rough looks three to four inches deep. Uh, and pumpkin Ridge was about, about two and a half to three inches. Cause I, I measured it. It was up to your knees. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which means I couldn't have gotten out of it uh, to save my life. It was tough. Uh, and we will talk about the conditions out there. Really quite the golf course is in great shape. You got a question or comment uh, for Harold or on the PGA championship, uh, 503-250-1080 on the text line. Uh, feel free to hit us up. We'll try and get to it here in the next hour. But as always, we start by going inside the ropes. It's time for an insider's look at the leaderboards. The latest on all tours, plus local golf events and golf news. This is Inside the Ropes, part of Golf in the Northwest. Uh, the ladies uh, continue. They started back up last week in Ohio. They went uh, about 10 miles towards the Michigan border for the Marathon LPGA Classic presented by Dana. Lydia Ko is in the lead, 13 under par. Uh, if she could win, that would move her from 101st to 7th on the CME points uh, season-long points list. Jody Eward shot off one back at 12-under. And then Daniel Kang, last week's winner, at 11-under. Maria Fossey is at 9-under. Lexi Thompson, 6-under, along with Carlotta Saganda. Uh, Lizette Salas is at 5-under. So uh, a pretty nice leaderboard for the ladies. Uh, it's awesome to see them back. Lydia Coe's playing so well. Uh Last week, Kang came back, and, and really, it, it was a, a great tournament, and she took control of it and did very well. Uh, the girl, the French girl. Uh, uh, Boutier? Boutier. Yes. Yes. I always rely on you for pronunciation. Celine Boutier. Yes. She's, uh, what a good player. Uh, just came close. Yep. Not close enough. 
unfortunately. And it looks like Kang is she's she's up there near the top again this week and has a good chance to be, you know, to win again, which would be uh, in this short season. This is a new tournament. They just they created this tournament so the women could yeah last be back. week's last yeah. week's tournament so so they they could be back. Yeah, this week's a regular stop. Right. So I'll get that straight. That's the okay. schedule is changes so quickly. It changes week to week. Fortunately, uh, once the tours, the PGA Tour, the Corn Ferry Tour, once they've started up, they've been able to uh, keep it together. Well, they, their bubble is pretty tight. Yeah. Uh, the LPGA's uh, bubble is tighter than the PGA's, and so it's quite a challenge for them. Uh, no fans. No, you know, they're really eliminating any extra people being there. Um, some of the players like it. Some don't. Uh, I don't know how uh, Lydia Ko feels about not having fans. Evidently, it hasn't hurt her game at all. No. Nope. She's uh, hopefully trying to find some consistency, not going through coaches and uh, not going through caddies as fast as she has, a little maturity. Uh, it's amazing to think she's only 23. She seems like she's been out. I mean, she got on tour when she was 15. So hopefully she's uh, maturing and understanding it's a grind. And if she wants to be out there for 20 more years, she better find some consistency at some point with the people you surround yourself with. Yeah, absolutely. It's very difficult. Uh, oftentimes we see this on from on every tour. You have a little trouble. You change caddies, you change coaches, you change putters. Yeah. You know, or whatever, drivers. You snap a, a driver. And you well, we saw that one. this week, too, so yep. we'll get to that. Uh, the Winco Foods Portland Open, presented by Kraft Heinz on the Corn Ferry Tour. Of course, uh, they're not handing out PGA Tour cards this year. Uh, but Stephen Alker, the 49-year-old Kiwi, is tied with Charlie Saxon and nine under par. Ryan Ruffles, the young Australian, just 22 years old, uh, tied with Lee Hodges, another youngster, eight under par. And uh, but a pretty compact uh, leaderboard, which is usually the case. You've got 13 guys within three shots of the lead going into the weekend. But Alker is a, a veteran, as we mentioned, 49 years old. He spent time on the PGA Tour, probably trying to sharpen up for the Champions Tour, but uh, would love to get a nice uh, win under his belt for whatever's next for him. Yeah, it'd be nice. He's 138th in the point standing, so he's got a ways to go to even make the playoffs. So this is a big week for him. I did not watch him play at all. I was out there for two days, watched uh, some of the leaders play. Uh, some really good golf out there, uh, making shots. You know, I compared some of the shots they were making to what I saw on television. Uh, these guys were making better shots uh, and from the rough, around trees, out of the rough, around the greens. Very difficult shots to make, and they were making them. We will uh, get a lot more on the Winco Foods uh, Portland Open uh, next with Jeff Sanders and also uh, later on your your thoughts as well, what you saw out there, some names to uh, that caught your eye. The PGA Championship, TPC Harding Park, Haltong Lee, eight under par. He shot a 565 despite hitting only four fairways in the second round. Tommy Fleetwood, Jason Day, Daniel Berger, Brooks Kepka, Justin Rose, and uh, Mike Lorenzo Vera of France, all at six under par. Paul Casey, Brendan Todd are at five under par. Uh, Dustin Johnson, Xander Shoffley, four under par. Matthew Wolf, Hideki Matsuyama at three under. Uh, Tiger did make the cut. Uh, so did um, Adam Scott. Pat. Now, the, the premier, like if you want some fireworks today, I'd looked at the tee times. Patrick Reed and Bryson DeChambeau are paired together. Oh, awesome. Uh, they're That's going, great. They're going off around noon or something. The leaders aren't going off till three yeah but that's going to be a lot of fun uh justin thomas and um jordan spieth both made it on the number at plus one they're paired together early watch out because those guys are buddies from way back and a comfortable pairing off early in the morning the weather will probably be as good as it's going to be all day in the morning in the bay area if they get a little sun the breeze is down that marine layer doesn't roll in they're comfortable. If one of them gets hot, it could fuel the other one. And those are guys that can make birdies in bunches, especially Justin Thomas coming off a win. Yeah. I, Watch yeah. out for one of those guys to go low. Yeah, I and I would put my money more on Justin Thomas of the two that could really put a, a good round together. 
although it's going to take more than one good round. Uh, you're going to need two good rounds to win this championship. You can't, as difficult as this golf course is, if you pick up two or three shots today, that'll help you going into Sunday. You're not going to, I don't see how you can pick up six shots unless somebody in front of you just falls apart. And there's too many good players yeah. up near the, the top. Uh, Justin Thomas, great week last week. Uh, yep. He's had a, a really good season. Uh, he's learned some things from uh, a near miss, uh, a playoff uh, loss to uh, Colin Murakawa. And uh, so, you know, he's he's ready to come back. He, I was looking at his score card uh, last night, and – if he can avoid big numbers, and that's yep. true for any one of these guys, make pars, take your birdies where you can. If you can avoid the big number, you got a chance to catch the leaders. We'll talk more about that, the course itself, how TPC Harding, uh, Harding Park has looked. But when we come back, we'll catch up with our buddy Jeff Sanders. He is uh, the uh, president of uh, golf events for Sport 5. He's running the show out there at Pumpkin Ridge. Normally, we'd be having pancakes together this morning, but uh, we'll do it on the phone as we continue on. Golf in the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. 817 this morning. Jason Swigard, Harold Bluestein here with you. Normally, we'd be sharing pancakes with our next guest right out there overlooking the practice green, but uh, obviously... Uh, Conditions uh, require uh, adjustments, so our buddy Jeff Sanders joining us now from out there at Pumpkin Ridge, president of uh, Sport 5 Now Golf Events and the executive director of the Winco Foods Portland Open presented by Kraft Heinz. Sorry we can't be with you this morning, buddy. We wish we were out there, but uh, so far so good. It's been a uh, great opening uh, two days of the tournament, a jam-packed leaderboard. You got some young studs and an old veteran at the top of the leaderboard. It's unbelievable. The golf course is really amazing. You know, it's in the best shape, guys. I've seen it. Um, pros are raving about it. But you're right. I mean, these guys are playing some amazing golf. I was very surprised to see how low, you know, how low my friend Charlie Saxon went yesterday, making nine birdies, birdieing half the holes at Witch Hollow. Like I told you guys, PGA Tour golf being played out here this week. Well, and he starts with a birdie. I guess he started on the back nine. Uh, I didn't watch him yesterday, but his first birdie's on 14. And I'll tell you what, four, the 14th <laughs> hole is a bear cat. And I saw a lot of weird things on 14. And uh, to make birdie on that hole, particularly where the pin was, uh, was awfully good start. And then to make, uh, he's only the sixth player of the season to, to have six birdies in a row. Um, playing great yeah. golf. Unbelievable golf. Like you say, that, you know, of course, we played 14 as a par five, and now it's a par four during this tournament, you know, in my mind. And, and uh, a three on that hole is amazing. But, yeah, he got hot, made six in a row, made nine birdies at Witch Hollow. I mean, that's a, just a ton of birdies out there, especially where they've got the pins and where they've got the tees. They're really trying to make it difficult, but you just can't make it too difficult for these guys. No, you sure can't. And I, you know, we're looking at uh, Stephen Alker, uh, 49 years old. He's out there, probably waiting to go out onto the Champions Tour. And at a 49, um, there's still hope for you, Jeff, uh, out there. <laughs> there's no hope for me. There's no hope for me, my friend. But uh, now Alker's a great player. You know, he's played some really good golf. You know, he's getting ready for the Champions Tour, obviously. But he had a clean card. You know, he made six birdies out there yesterday and, and put 65 on the board. So, once again, a clean card for Alker. And going into, going into today's play, I mean, I think the sun's going to come out this afternoon. The ball bounced a little bit. Right now, the dew's on the grass, and the course is playing really long out here. Jeff Sanders, our guest, uh, president of golf events for Sport 5 and the executive director of the Winco Foods Portland Open, presented by Kraft Heinz, uh, phoning in from out there at Pumpkin Ridge. And you mentioned the course, and I imagine – uh, the we talked to Dylan Wu Thursday uh, after his first round, and he played in that rain and the mist and the heavy air Thursday morning. Uh, we saw guys go a little lower yesterday, but how did that moisture? Uh, it, it had been yeah. in the forecast, so I think everybody knew it was coming. But how did that change the dynamic of, of the course, and how will that uh, affect how it plays this weekend? Well, it was interesting because it was the, go the, the golf ball was bouncing out there going into Thursday, and 
when the ball's bouncing at Witch Hollow, it's a harder golf course because mm-hmm. you can't throw darts. You know, mm-hmm. the ball won't bounce from the fairway into the rough. The ball, you know, on the green, the, you know, the ball's going to stick, you know, obviously. So when it, when it drizzled out there on Thursday morning and, Dil- and, 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 and Dylan had to play in that, in that amazing, you know, uh, overcast and rain, that was not a good thing. That was a bad bounce for him, getting that starting time, because the golf course changed completely overnight. And then, of course, it dried up, and it was great yesterday. And this weekend, with no rain, I know they're not putting any water on it. The balls start bouncing again, and that's what we need at Witch Hollow. When, when Tiger Woods won the amateur in 1996, you know, if you remember, the ball was bouncing. You could, it was very hard to hold the fairways and very hard to hold the greens, unless you were in the fairway and could put, a, put some spin on it and pinch it off the fairway, then you could put some action on it and you could stop it. But So I think that that's what I'm hoping for. Again, it looks like there's no rain to forecast. The golf course will get harder. And, of course, there's so much riding on it tomorrow, especially, that these guys are going to be, uh, you know, they're going to be under a lot of pressure because it's coming down to, to the wire. And, and uh, there's a lot riding on this tournament every year. You got to hit greens out there. I watched it. Uh, those guys that couldn't get up and down were really struggling, Seth. Reeves, who had such a good showing uh, the last week, really struggled this week uh, around the greens. Those little wedge shots, leaving them in the rough. You, uh, you know, you, there's just places you cannot miss the green. Yeah, I saw an interesting. I saw a player not to be named, but he had about a eight foot birdie putt on eighteen. Maybe you saw it last night towards the close of the broadcast and. And he, and he was pin high right on 18, about 8 feet, and he putted it past the hole and rolled off the green down there in the swale and ended up in that little, you know, that little water cover hole there, you know. And I'm like, oh, my God, this guy just putted a birdie putt off the green. So you've got to be in the right place out there as these greens bake out this weekend. Uh, yeah, Jeff, I wanted to ask you a little bit more about the uh, about some of the players and who you see right now as playing the best golf uh, on the Corn Ferry Tour? Well, I think this week in at the Winco Foods Portland Open, I think we've got to watch Charlie Saxon close. I mean, here's a guy who played at Oklahoma. He's got he's got a lot of success behind him. He's comfortable out there. And he's in the lead today. But, you know, sometimes it's hard to follow nine birdies the next day. So today's mm-hmm. round for him is really key. But, you know, there's just so many great players that can win this tournament, and they're so packed that, I, I probably I look I look for Charlie to have a good chance to win, um, but Alker's got a lot of experience too, you know. So, you know, he's been out here a long time, back and forth on the tours, and so he won't be affected as much by tomorrow because he's been in that heat before. He knows how important it is to get his card, and he's done it. So, you know, that'll be interesting to see how that works out. But uh, I, I put my eyes on Saxon. He's 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 got it going. He looks great. I watched him hit a few shots yesterday, and he's peering it right now. And normally you don't lose it over the weekend when you're playing that well. So uh, it'd be a big win for him, and I think he's got a shot. What can you tell me about Ryan Ruffles? I I watched him play yesterday. He's a young kid, and he really – he it looks like he's got the whole game. Yeah, he does. I mean, Ruffles is, again, one of these kids that, you know, hasn't got a lot of exposure uh, on his brand at this point, per se, but he needs to break through. And, uh, you know, it's interesting – you know, Harold, as you look at it from the viewpoint of a, of a teaching professional, you can see the way these guys mm-hmm. swing at it. The thing I'm noticing is how there's not much curve in the ball. Right. They just hit the dead straight and straight up. Straight up and dead straight. Much higher than I recall and much straighter. You don't see much curve. The clubs and the ball don't allow it. But these guys have all got – I don't see any funky swings. I don't see any golf swings that look like the guy better make a lot of putts to play well. I don't see that. I see a lot of great golf swings fundamentally sound setups, perfect grips. They put the club, you know, they put the club up over their shoulder in a great spot and they just deliver the blow every time on that zero 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 track, right? So there's just not a lot of inside out or outside in, if any. I mean it's just and I just keep seeing and it's so, it hit the ball so high that it's amazing. I'm like I see it on number three, the you know, the tough par par four around the corner yeah. at which that we put a new tee back seventy five yards. And I see these guys blowing it over that bunker on the right from there when they really catch it. Well, that's that's a 330 or 40 yard carry, and so you know it's just a new game. Uh, it's a new game for these guys on this tour. And as we've said, we've had 69 wins now uh, as of today on the uh, PGA Tour by graduates of the Winco Foods Portland Open in just you know six and a half years. So 
that's pretty amazing. And, and so these guys are ready to go, as we've talked over and over. They're ready to go. They're putting the numbers on the board. Minus nine uh, at the halfway point here is a great score. And, uh, you know, you've got to get it to probably 18 to 20 under to win. You know, our 180-yard low hook just isn't going to cut it anymore, is it? <laughs> that, little, that, little, that little shrimp with the hot sauce on it uh, isn't going to play. That'll, that'll work pretty good in the Winco Food Seafood section. Not very good out, not very good at Witch Hollow. I'll tell you, the, 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 the rough is long, so you've got, to keep, yeah. you've got to keep it out of the rough. But, you know, that's true, though. I mean, you remember some of the great ball strikers around here years ago. Pat Fitzsimons was, comes to my mind. You know, Rick Afton comes to my mind. You know, these guys had a lot of movement in their ball. Jerry Molds, 100 years ago, Moldsy, had a lot of he He played that little draw, you know, all day long. Mm-hmm. But not so much anymore, and, and not high. The guys didn't hit the ball high. Bob Duden, remember Bob? He, yeah. he hit the ball low, but he had such control over it. These are guys that, you know, played great golf around the Portland area for many, many years, and there's a lot more I'm not even naming. But these these players today hit it hit it twice as high and, and, and straight as a string. Jeff Sanders, our guest, president, golf events for Sport 5 and the executive director of the uh, Winko Foods Portland Open out at Pumpkin Ridge. Uh, golf Channel coverage uh, both this afternoon and tomorrow, 3 to 5 p.m. Uh, on Golf Channel so you can uh, see it from the comfort of your own home. Now, the interesting thing, obviously, unable to hand out the 25 PGA Tour cards on Sunday like, uh, like we normally see out there, but there is something on the line. Uh, the top five guys on the points list at the end of this tournament will qualify for the U.S. Open, and I know Dylan Wu is uh, probably watching right. that pretty close. Paul Barhone, who starts seventh uh, right now, fourth if he can uh, finish in the top ten. That's right. Well, Dylan had an unfortunate, like we said, he teed off in the rain on Thursday morning, got behind the eight ball. But he's praying all weekend. You know, it's a big deal for a kid like that if he can get Medford, Oregon guy to get uh, a berth in U.S. Open at wing foot of all places uh, would be awesome. But he's got to sit by the uh, television set over the weekend and, and, you know, just see what happens. And these guys, you know, are such, such professionals. They're not going to root against anybody. They're just going to let the cards fall where they do. And I'd love to see Dylan get a, get a shot at, at wing foot. Um, it'd be great for his young career, obviously, but it's, it's out of his hands now. And, and, uh, but I still think he's got a chance. I think he probably will end up moving to fifth, from fourth to fifth, starting today, and then he's got to got to hold on for dear life. So, but that would be cool if he could get a spot. It sure would. Well, we're sorry we're not out there sharing pancakes with you this morning. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, we'll be back yeah. next year. And I think the interesting thing is a lot of the guys this year will most likely be back because of the carryover mm-hmm. into next season. Yeah. So it's an opportunity to watch on Golf Channel this afternoon and Sunday afternoon, start learning some of these names, seeing these young guys like Ryan Ruffles and Charlie Saxon because there's a good chance we'll see them there next year. That's right. It's a really good chance. And, you know, the Golf Channel, I was watching it last night just a little bit at the end of the evening and from my trailer out there, and i got to tell you something. It, the golf course looks absolutely unbelievably fantastic. I don't know how there could be a better golf course on this tour mm-hmm. than the Pumpkin Ridge Witch Hollow. It mm-hmm. just showed so well last night on TV. It made me proud to be, uh, to be a member there and also to, to run events there. I think we're very, very lucky to be able to host this tournament at, uh, at the Ridge as we call it. No question. Well, we're proud to be your partner, a media partner as always. So uh, we look forward to uh, reconvening uh, one, one year from now, but should be an exciting finish again, three to 5 PM today and tomorrow on golf channel out at the Winco foods, Portland open Jeff Sanders. Thanks so much for checking in Uh great job under the circumstances. It's looked great on TV. So hopefully we get a, a big, exciting finish on Sunday. Looking forward to it, guys. Thanks for the partnership. Have a great weekend. Thank you. You too, Jeff Sanders, uh, our buddy there. We'll come back. We'll talk a little bit more about some of the guys that you saw out there playing out of the rough, uh, both there in TPC Harding Park. It is thick. It is luscious. Uh, and so uh, in the tip segment, and then uh, we'll hear from some of the guys uh, as well before we wrap things up. Making the turn here. It's Golf of the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. 831 here this morning. Thanks again to Jeff Sanders for uh, chiming in out there at Pumpkin Ridge. Uh, coming up following us, Center and Saint, they're both back. Luke is back from his long summer sojourn uh, paired again with Will. So uh, Lord knows what uh, hijinks are in store for you. And then we got a little baseball for you this afternoon as well as some NBA action. So uh, sports is back to a certain extent. 
Uh, so uh, settle in if you're running around. Plenty of action for you all day long here on The Fan. Yeah, it's TV sports. And, yeah. you know, quite frankly, I don't miss the fans. And uh, I've said that before, uh, particularly at golf. When at Harding Park, they've got people outside their chain link fences yelling and screaming uh, for the players. You know what? Uh, I I just enjoy watching the golf, and I don't need to hear somebody scream in the hole or yeah. go get them. And you know, we're with you, Tiger, as he misses another putt. The uh, we'll get to that. In a yeah, minute. I just I don't get into into that. Well, and we'll t- we'll hear from some of the guys. I think Rory talked about it. Uh, Tommy Fleetwood talked about it. Not the crowds, not so much the individual, but I think just the crowd, the size of the crowd, especially at a major. The roars Sunday back nine, understanding what's going on and just kind of the buzz and the energy that they noticed more so than maybe the sound and the noise. Yeah, I I would agree. It gives them an indication of what's going on uh, without looking at the yeah. leaderboard. They know somebody's coming back. I'll tell you what's really annoying is the uh, listening to or uh, watching a baseball game, Major League Baseball game on TV with the background. <sighs> And it's really annoying. Uh, yes, yeah, some. I turn the sound off. Some stadiums it. are better piping in the noise than others. I think Dodger Stadium's done a pretty good job of it because they've got a lot of they've got the organ player and some other stuff. So, and they're on it in terms of when to boost the crowd and when to back them off, sort of thing. Some of them are a little, uh, their operators are not quite on the ball. Well, I think we need some disproportionate heads. Along the fairways, you know, like... Oh, you want to see the cardboard cutouts? Yeah, like they got? All, all, all down the fairway where somebody's head is twice as large as normal. And well, I think no uh, some of the players and... would love uh, their golf balls not going that far wayward. Oh, they could ricochet off. They of could them. ricochet off and come back uh, because uh, that's the thing. Without the grandstands, without the galleries, uh, if you've hit it sideways, we've seen that as PGA Tour play has come back. Uh, and you go to a place like TPC Harding Park, as well as uh, we heard the rough is uh, very much in play out at Pumpkin Ridge. And so you mentioned it's two and a half to three inches. It is thick out there at Pumpkin yeah. Ridge. I'm not sure what it exactly is at, at Harding Park, but if you get too far sideways, that ball sinks down. And yeah. uh, it's uh, uh, we've lost our producer. <laughs> no, we hear him out in the hallway. Okay. Uh <laughs> But when you're so if you're playing out there and they let the rough grow, there's there's a first cut, but it's not much. And that's right. what I like to see actually at where driving accuracy is huge, other than how Tong I don't know how he did that yesterday. We'll hear from him, but he mentioned he got a little lucky. His ball didn't go too far off. So I think a lot of times he was in that first cut, uh, which wasn't very deep. But it also wasn't very wide. You, it, it was just off the fairway as opposed to hitting it sideways. Well, I think that uh, hitting hitting a ball out of the rough um, uh, for your approach shot to the green uh, is in some ways more difficult than the green side. But I'm not sure because the green side long grass is very hard. Yeah. And I saw a lot of flop shots. Uh, it takes a lot of strength to get that ball out of the rough, you've got to be a little more upright in your swing. You can't come in too shallow into the ball from from the uh, for a, an approach shot. So opening up your stance, taking the club a little more upright will give you a little more of a downward blow into it and pop that ball out. Sometimes you just have to take your medicine. If you're Brooks Kepka, you just stand up and tear out, you know, yeah. what looks like Vermont, and and you can get the ball onto the green. Now, around the greens, it's a different deal. Well, out in the fairway, for those of us average, you know, hacks that that go out there, what what should be our mindset? When we go up and look at the ball, um, you know, we talk about it. You hear it all the time. Oh, this will just depend on the lie. Right. Well, what the heck does that mean? What what am I looking at as the golf ball in the rough? What do I need to be able to assess as it relates to okay, do I have a chance to put it on the green or do I just need to play it out? Assuming you don't have trees or whatever in your way, a right. line of sight. If you're just in the rough, but you have a line to the green, what do I need to consider and how does that lie in the thickness of the rough affect what club I choose? And if I normally hit a seven iron 150 yards from the fairway, 
what is it going to do to that yardage sort of calculation to do I need to take a five iron? What do I do there? Well, you asked about five or six questions. Well, I need a lot of help. Okay. Well, the first thing you do is assess the lie. And is it deep in the rough? If it's deep and you can't get it out, then uh, get it back into the fairway. Uh, It's silly to take a five iron out of deep rough unless you're very proficient and highly skilled. It's just not going to scoot out. The ball could be sitting up in the rough. There are times when you'll, you'll walk into the rough and you'll notice the ball is really not down to the ground. It is sitting up in the rough. Um, you better maintain your spine angle there and stay tall through the shot so that you can make decent contact. Um, it, if you go down after it or think you have to go down after it, you're going to hit under the ball and it's going to come out chunky and not very, not very long. Uh, depending on the distance, um, you know, sometimes you just have to take your medicine and say, I'm going to hit it out. I'm going to try and get to the 100-yard marker or the 75 yard marker and try and instead of trying to go from the for the green and ended up leaving it in the rough. I saw that a couple of times out of players at the Corn Ferry. I've seen it on television where players Ricky Fowler, I think it was, tried to get out of the rough and ended up leaving it in the rough. It could have been Speeth too, but I'm not sure which one. They um you got to be very careful with that. I uh, I can understand a tour professional saying, listen, I've had this shot before. I know right. how to hit it. But for an amateur like yourself, uh, get yourself out of trouble as soon as possible. Don't uh, Try to make as solid a, a contact as you can. Don't overthink your golf swing. Get in there. Get good balance. Make a smooth swing as best you can and hope for the best. Now, up closer to the green if you're in the thick oh, rough. Good luck. No, that that's going to, again, uh, relies on the lie and the distance. How much green do you have to work with? Uh, if you have quite a bit of green uh, and you haven't short-sighted yourself, you're in great shape. You you can make some shots out of that because it it's going to come out and roll. It's it's very hard to get any spin at all out of long grass, particularly when it was wet Thursday morning. You're not going to get any at all. Um, you've, you're seeing a lot of players, uh, I have, uh, using more of a flop shot. It is closer to hitting a, a bunker shot than it is to – uh, hitting a shot out of the fairway, out of the fairway, whether you're going to make ball contact first. Out of the bunker, you're you're really hitting the sand, and the force is taking the ball out. Same thing, uh, really, with a a greenside uh, shot out of long grass. It takes a lot of practice, and controlling the distance is very difficult. And uh, so you have to control. The length of your stroke, in a sense, but the um, the speed of the stroke. So it's more of a lazier, smoother swing. Uh, club face open with a 60, you may not need it open very far. Uh, just try not to get cute. I saw guys trying to get yeah. cute and leaving it in that long grass, and now they've got, they're not going to get down in two. Well, and the other thing you hear sometimes on the commentary is he's got uh, kind of a dead arm swing. Yeah, exactly. Out of that way. What does that mean? It has to do with where the tension in your hands, arms, Well, you're not going to, you're really not going to accelerate uh, in a sense through the swing. It's, it's more of a rhythmic swing. Uh, you're, you're not going to have a hit sensation. It's, Taking it back, it's a Sam Snead type of swing. You take it back slow and smooth. You come through slow and smooth uh, without that anxiety, that hit action. Uh, And yet, you can't stop at the ball either unless it's just a little teeny one. And then you really have to be very careful. Uh, Sometimes the follow-through is not as important as the pace of the stroke. And that's something really a lot of it is feel and that's where you want to go if you're uh if your home course has a short uh short game practice area go find the deepest rough you can around it and then throw down you know a bunch of golf balls and just start 
getting the feel of working through it. Yep, it's not the same as they, we're seeing a lot of golf courses now where they have shaved areas just off the yeah. off the green. That's like a resort. I, quite frankly, I don't like that uh, as much. I, a little bit of it goes a long way, but I play a golf course that has a lot of it, and you don't have the rough. And what we're doing is we're dumbing down the golf course to fit the the uh, country club mentality of I don't want, I can't hit out of this long grass I don't have the skill so let's shave it all down so I can hit a putter uh, and yeah. and I I really don't think that that tests the uh, the skill of a player or doesn't make them better. Uh, and it, it's it's unfortunate that we're seeing too well, much that, of that. Yeah, out of my home course, uh, out of Forest Hills, they do a nice job. Usually the neck uh, or the little entry up to the fairway, that will be kind of fairway, closely mown sort of thing. So if you are, you know, yes. just short, but you're in the fairway, you can putt it or have a nice tight lie. But if you go off the back or to the side, yeah, it's about an inch and a half, two inches of rough. And, and so, yeah, you've got to make a shot and uh, – and a lot of good practice out there. Lord knows I've seen enough of it, especially if you're above the hole and short-sighted. Then yep. you have to understand, too, what the ball's going to do. Picking out a target, it's like, okay, even if I hit it there, it's still going to go finish 15 feet below the hole because of the slope and where you're at. Well, you're seeing what you described at Forest Hills is what you're seeing at Harding Park and at Pumpkin Ridge. You're seeing the approaches short of the green being being shaved down, uh, but you're seeing long grass around the greens. Uh, at Royal Oaks, for instance, I'm seeing shaved areas off to the sides, and and that's fine. It's it's tougher golf course, but again, you're you're appealing to the country club player, more of a resort, and relaxed, and let's not get too serious about this game kind of setup. Yeah. Well, hopefully, uh, we'll see. I'm headed back to Forest Hills uh, this morning. Got a tee time, so we'll uh, try it one. Just avoid hitting it in the rough. The game's a lot easier if you put it on the green. Well, it sure is. And what you're going to see this weekend is that the player who can, and I think Lee, if he keeps missing fairways, they'll catch uh, him. He, he, yeah. yeah, they're going to catch him for sure. You got to hit greens, and if you can't, you got to get up and down. And there are players, and we'll talk about this in the final segment, mm-hmm. there are players who are struggling with this short game. No question. Uh, so, yeah, there you go. Thanks again uh, for Harold uh, with the tips. Hopefully, practice, 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 practice. Getting a feel for when the ball's in thick rough down, you just got to get the club through the grass and get a feel for it. He doesn't say it enough, but you got to go practice that stuff. Yeah, hit the hit the grass under the ball. Yep. Don't try to hit the ball. There you go. We'll come back. Business of golf. We'll hear from some of the guys at the uh, PGA Championship. We'll also hear from um, uh, Dylan Wu. Uh, and uh, he was on with Dirt and Sprague on Thursday talking about the Corn Ferry bubble and uh, get some thoughts on uh, what Harold saw, some of the young names to keep an eye on as you're watching the uh, Winco Foods Portland Open as well as we wrap things up. Golf Northwest on 1080 The Fan. Which new driver is best for your game? Who makes the best golf gear? Where should you take your next golf vacation? Which local course should you get to know better? This is the business of golf. Every week on Golf in the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. 848 here wrapping things up. Jason Swigard, Harold Blue, Stein Center and Saint following us this morning. Uh, we've got some baseball for you at 1230 and then uh, some uh, hoops NBA uh, bubble action at 330 for you as well. So, uh, but we uh, want to go back. Obviously, the PGA Championship, uh, all eyes on it this week. ESPN's coverage will pick up at 10 this morning. Then CBS takes over from 1 all the way to 7 p.m. So you can see pretty, you'll see the entire leaders rounds, uh, the the final groups uh, starting at 2 and Tommy Fleetwood, Hao Tong Lee will go off at three, but you've got uh, Jason Day and Daniel Berger at 250, Brooks Kepka and Justin Rose at 240, uh, Paul Casey and Brendan Todd at 220, Dustin Johnson, Baron Wiesberger at two. So uh, a lot of guys there. Uh, as we mentioned, you got 15 guys, uh, four under or better. So the big question is uh, can Hao Tong Lee keep it going? Uh, or are you really focused on Fleetwood Day, Berger, Kepka, Rose at six under and focusing on getting closer to those guys? Well, Lee is an incredible talent uh, physically. He's, he reminds me a lot of uh, Tony Finau 
and uh, Brooks Kepka for his athleticism. But he's more of a gunslinger, and he likes to just go for it. Yeah. Uh, although uh, he's a different player now than when he was at the President's Cup where he just <laughs> stands up on the first hole, it's driver, and uh, and Ernie yells, Captain Ernie says, what? I told you not to hit driver on this hole. <laughs> and Lee just kind of smiled and walked out of the fairway. Said, I'm going to play my way, uh, whether the coach likes it or not, mm-hmm. which was a mistake. Ernie's not the kind of guy you do that to. But he laid up several times yesterday, played it smart, uh, or smarter, even though he easily has the length to, to reach some of these uh, par fours to get real close. And he, he acknowledged uh, he got a fair bit of luck talking with Amanda Balionis afterwards about uh, only hitting four fairways. Well, sometimes when you miss a fairway like today, um, like when I miss a fairway for three, four yards, um, could get good line. So quite lucky um, in the last couple of days. Yeah, you have to be lucky. Uh if if he gets a little unlucky, and you know how that can happen, you can get unlucky in golf very quickly, and it tends to snowball. Uh, ask uh, the players who were like Rory. He's he's going along with four four birdies, and all of a sudden he yep. makes a triple. And he acknowledged uh, how much of a, a grind the second round was. Once once uh, once Tiger and I got our tee shots off eighteen, I just give him a look like. But that's almost done. Um, it got it was tough out there. We we all didn't really have our best, and um, you know we were were grinding just to be here for the weekend. But you know, thankfully, all three of us made it to the weekend, and you know we all have an opportunity to to go out tomorrow and, and post a low one and get ourselves back in the tournament. Yeah, yeah, it was tough because it started in sunshine, and you know the coldest I've ever been was the summer in San Francisco. That's right, and it it just. You know, the fog started to come in, the temperature went down, and all of a sudden it's in the low 50s, and you're still in your shirt sleeves, and you gotta, you're got you reaching for clothes, and that makes things uncomfortable. Uh, plus, you're not playing very well, so there's not that adrenaline to keep you warm. It, it was tough for them. The wind started to kick a little bit, uh, but it's a grind out there, and and the PGA set that golf course up tough and if you're going to have an equal playing field for all players what do you what do we always say grow the rough yep and uh jason day actually acknowledged he, he prefers kind of the the tough major championship setup it just kind of separates i think you know when you have an easy golf course everyone's in play and when you have a difficult golf course uh usually the kind of the the, the good players that are playing well usually make their way up to the top of the leaderboard. So I just I would much prefer playing a difficult golf course. I know that we're going to have a difficult golf course over the weekend. Well, he better hit some greens, though, because Jason Day is struggling uh, to get up and down. I don't know his exact stats, but I know he's, uh, he's not up there near the top. Uh, well, he's third in uh, uh, distance to the hole right now through two rounds. So right, exactly. Feet, which um, means he's hitting. He's, he's hitting greens. He's tied for third in greens in regulation at seventy-eight percent. Right, he and Brooks, and this is yeah. why I put the two of them near, as players to watch uh, going into uh, Sunday. Uh, if Jason Day's hitting greens and Brooks is hitting greens, then and Brooks is putting well, then look out. My concern with both of them is how they're going to fare uh, physically. Uh, Jason Day says he's in good shape right now, better than he's been. Brooks had to have a trainer come out three times on the back nine. Yeah, he mentioned that too. Everybody was worried that it was his knee, but he said uh, no such thing. My hip has nothing to do with my knee. It's fine. It's just tight. I woke up. I woke up this morning. It was tight. Um, worked out, and it got even tighter. And then we loosened it up, and it was a little tight when when I was hitting balls on the range. But uh, it's nothing to be worried about. And loosen it up here again, and um, it'd be a lot better. Guess what? The knee and the hip are connected. Yeah. So one affects the other, and if you can't rotate properly or support your swing properly with your knee, your hip is going to make compensations. But uh, he was right to get that stretched out. It helps. Uh, one will contribute to the injury of the other. Uh, he posts pretty hard under that left leg. 
uh, in his swing. He's a strong guy. He needs that left leg posting uh, and being very secure with his upper body strength. Uh, so, yeah, t- I think today's going to go a long way. If anybody can go low today in that uh, those those that group at five and six under, uh, they'll have a distinct advantage going into Sunday in the PGA. Again, 10 a.m. on ESPN, 1 p.m. on CBS, all the way until the uh, leaders finish. The leaders uh, finish uh, teeing off between 2.30 and 3. Uh, you've been out at Pumpkin Ridge the last two days. Stephen Alker, Charlie Saxon, your leaders, 9 under par. Ryan Ruffles, Lee Hodges at 8 under. Uh, Anders Albertson, Billy Kennerly, Joey Garber at 7 under. So a compact leaderboard. But of the uh, players that you saw, who are you keeping an eye on for the weekend out of Pumpkin Ridge? Well, I think Ryan Ruffles is is a really good young player. I like to see these young guys do well. Uh, and as uh, Jeff was saying, Charlie Saxon is a guy to watch. Um, this leaderboard reminds me a lot of the PGA leaderboard. There are and and the conditions of the golf course are are equal. Uh, the challenge to them, the long rough, the fast greens. Um, th- this could be a real shootout. I want to. I'm watching uh, Vince India. A uh, good, solid player, played really well the last couple of days. So um, being a compressed leaderboard, it kind of is what it, anybody can come back. There's not a huge lead here. Your leader uh, is at nine under. I'd say anyone within four or five strokes has a, a definite chance to uh, come in. And now that brings in uh, the, you know, what? 20 players. Yeah, no question. Uh, We heard from Jeff Sanders earlier. It's going to get warmer this afternoon, so they'll get some bounce. They'll start to get some distance. Saxon is sixth in driving distance, 310 yards so far uh, in this tournament. But uh, Stephen Alker, the veteran, 77% of uh, fairways in regulation. Uh, That's tied for fourth. Vince India, if he can make some putts, he's fourth in uh, fairways hit. He is tied for eighth in greens and regulation, uh, but 29 putts per round has him 43rd. If he can sink a few birdies, he keeps giving himself opportunities. You mentioned he could be one that shoots up the leaderboard as well. Uh, I just been notified um, the Golf Channel coverage will be four to six this afternoon. They're bumping it back an hour. Uh, for round three, round four still from three to five for the Winco Foods Portland Open. And so uh, watch, you heard the course is in fantastic shape. It looks fantastic on TV. Uh, get to get a look at some of these young guys uh, and see if uh, Stephen Alker can get himself a win before he uh, makes his way to the Champions Tour. Thanks again to Jeff Sanders for uh, chiming in out there. Thanks to Will, as always, uh, our uh, fearless producer. He'll be with you next on Center and Saint. That'll do it. We'll talk to you next Saturday for Harold. I'm Jason. Hit him straight. Uh, they are a great test of golf. Fiji's uh, in Europe. Uh... You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.